0: Hello. My name, hello, my name is Corinne and I'm hosting tonight's show. We are Clutch by Rogo Friends Across America, powered by Building Rome. And we are we are a company that has a foundation and a mission to build lifelong friendships with women across the globe. And tonight we are talking about business and time. And I have on the call with me Tawanda. How are you doing, Tawanda? Can you hear me okay, Tawanda?
1: Are you there? I am. Can you hear me?
0: Yes, perfect. I can hear you now. How are okay, you doing awesome. How today? Are you
1: doing? I'm doing great. I'm great, girl. I'm How are you winter. doing? <laughs>
0: awesome. Good, good. I'm good. So we are talking about um, business survival strategies for business and times today. And we are actually going to go through a list of 10 steps to surviving and surviving during this busy and hectic business um, period, being that, you know, everything has shut down due to COVID. And I know a lot of businesses are trying to still survive with the um, crazy times that we are in now. So are you ready to go through that list? I stay ready. Let's go. <laughs> so the first step and actually advice that we're going to give to people is Cash is king in business. So we want to encourage you to look at your accounts, payable and receivable. So for businesses similar to, like, let's say hotels, bars, and restaurants, um, where it comes to money that comes in mostly by foot rather than phone or by the Internet, they need to focus on their expenses um, to see what they owe over the next, to 30, um, over the next to 30 to 90 days um, just so that they can have an assessment on exactly how much is going in and out. Um, The second step that we want to give to people is let vendors know that you're going to need to make partial payments. Um, So obviously because, you know, money might be tight for um, certain businesses, you want to keep your vendors abreast on your financial status. The third thing is is that you want to look at your full and part-time staff. So if you have a staff, um, a lot of people don't want to lay people off for several reasons, especially during this time. Um, some employees would rather be employed than unemployed, um, and it makes everyone nervous. And the survivors aren't productive just because they're worrying about what will be next. Um, so, second, when the storm passes, people you let go may not be available to return, uh, and then at that time you would have to train new people and then rebuild that trust. Um, so it's best to see what the impact of reducing by ten, twenty, even up to fifty percent will do over, let's say. Um, the course of 120 days. Um, I know you have a business. Did you find yourself having to downscale or lay people off during this time?
1: I did. And unfortunately, um, when COVID first started around mid-March, and I, I tell people all the time, I think for about two weeks, I was devastated in reference to what in the hell is really going on and I was hoping that it would be over after a month or two. And about a month later, around mid-April, when I started hearing that schools were schools were closing down, businesses were closing, I said, well, I didn't want to do it. A lot of the people that work with me have been here for years, like between three. I have the, the youngest person has been here three years. The oldest has been with me 12 years. It's family. So... Um, what I did, I laid four people off um, and said, hey, it would only be for, I think I said, like a month or two, I was thinking. And we ended up bringing them all back. And then what I also did after COVID COVID still didn't go away during the summer, I ended up putting um, one group on a rotation for two months, meaning um, they worked one week was off one week. I guess some people call it like a furlough. So, yeah, and I did that because I didn't want to wait until the last minute and have to fire someone because we were not in a good place. And the other thing that I was able to do, praise the Lord, was, you know, a lot of times when you have income coming from one stream primarily in business, we looked at other things we could actually add to what the business could do. Like, okay, we're doing this. Let's add this and this so we can just do that. So that's what we've been doing, um, you know, over the last nine months, fighting to keep our team together and looking to make sure that, you know, we don't lose money. And in, in different areas, when one door closed in reference to a client, we didn't have any more, looking to find more. So we've been really aggressive with doing that. And I'm very happy to say all of the staff um, that work with me are, are with me, except for one. And that one actually just got sick during COVID and really needed a rest. And that's why she's not here.
0: Okay, and it sounds like you actually were smart about it, and you actually said what the next step is. You develop a plan on how you and your business will survive. Um, So step number four is actually to to develop a draft. Um, This includes telling employees how you can plan to use them, which is similar to what you just said, Um, and also what, if any, pay cuts that they might have to take on um, short term. Um, then send the plan to all your employees, board and advisory board members, asking for written suggestions. Um, follow that with a video conference um, with that particular group of people. And then um, employees will appreciate that you developed a plan, and that even goes greater with appreciation for involve them in that solution, since it does affect them directly. Um, the fifth step is to reach out to customers and share your plan on supporting them. Um, so let them know that you will answer all calls and emails as quickly as you can, and then uh, thank them in appreciation that they are doing business with you. Um step number six is to develop a creative revenue solution. And that's actually something you touched on um, when you said that you actually found different ways to generate money um, and looked at where your business was um, were and decided to develop on that. Um so step six, um, includes um, that means a restaurant would use the email reservation list and let's say its customers knows how to cook for them and deliver um, so the wait staff can make deliveries in the uniforms for customers so that they are still dining with you. A hotel can use universities you no know, I'm sorry um, and then hotels they can use their um, foreign day students at a very discounted rate. Um, so it's just being creative on how you utilize your services that you have. Step number mm-hmm. seven, If you're a manufacturer that people are still ordering from, um, but you're afraid to have your people infect each other because of the closeness of their work, since, you know, we're, doing, we're practicing social distancing at the moment. Um, you want to consider going from one ship to two ships or maybe even three ships just to try to get people out Um, You can, if you work at a plant, you can ask your plant plant and assembly line managers to come up with a plan to everyone without compromising typical work safety and health issues related to the virus. Because we still want to be safe um, even when we're practicing um, business. Because you don't want to then have your employees um, have unnecessary contact or potentially affect each other, because obviously that's not going to be good for your, your bottom line, and you should be concerned about your, you know, employee safety. Um, step number eight is if you have a line of credit, draw from it immediately before the bank reduces or cancels it as the banks go into self-protection mode. So if you have a bank loan, see if the bank will allow you to on any payments for maybe up to 90 days while accumulating interest that you can pay back on the back end of your possible extended um, schedule. So this should much, um, this actually should lower your monthly payment. And I know some people have been doing that um, just so that they can try to get ahead and stay afloat. So step number nine is after your plan is vetted internally, you'll want to share it with your banker and your vendor. So the more the people, um, the more people that you owe money, um, don't know that you have a plan and just try to fix, um, fix your situation. So the more confidence that you have and the more support that you um, that you will receive, um, if you have found that you're doing this type, um, that you're doing this, people will send you ideas and new business. So you definitely want to just keep a line communication with everyone. So from your employees to your vendors to your staff, you just want to make sure that you're Understand um, vocal exactly where you plan on going with your business and your ideas and your plans, so that everyone feels like they're in the in the loop, even if they don't necessarily agree with your decision. Um, at least you're clear about what you're doing moving forward. And the, the final step um, is to reinvest your current offering and see what new opportunities are available. So during this time, you may need to reinvent your business. Um, and your appointment requirements may need to be discussed, evaluated, and readjusted. Um, lastly, every business leader needs to be thinking about putting cash away for unexpected employees, customers, and vendors. Even if you um, are is self-employed, you still should be thinking about um, putting money aside and planning ahead for the future um, because we really don't know um, how much longer this is going um, to affect businesses or even our day-to-day um, so what do you feel about the stuff that we went over today, Tawanda?
1: To yeah, I think that's all proactive. It's all smart, and it's all necessary. You know, like you said, you know, when dealing with times of uncertainty, you have to look at every option to protect yourself, protect your business, to protect your team, your livelihood, and so much that you've worked for. So, no, that that's really amazing. It's always best to be proactive versus being reactive. So, no, that, that makes sense. Yeah,
0: I, I know that it's, it's crazy times that we're in, and this is actually um, president's like that we never um, experienced before, so it is definitely going to take a lot of adjusting on everybody's and even employees to, to obviously, employers, um, even if you work by yourself. Um, you're still going to have to maybe even, you know, come up with more clever ways, and I think during this time, I think, like you mentioned on another call, everybody and starting to be self-employed uh, just because of, you know, reduction of jobs, the reduction of opportunities. Um, so I know a lot of things are kind of crowded right now, a lot of industries, just because everybody's popping up with a new website here and a new business um, venture there. So definitely, um, is there any is there any advice that you would give to someone that's actually looking to start a new business just so that they that up
1: in the right foot. Absolutely, and everything you said was really, really just amazing, and, like, I'm so impressed now with looking at a lot of the different things online. Of course, we all get news everywhere on our phone, on all of our devices, you know, starting a business, getting a side hustle, you know, having multiple streams of income. It just makes sense right now. It just straight up makes sense, so we cannot make sure – we. nobody wants to be caught down bad, are just not really prepared. So, yeah, I definitely encourage anyone that's in reference to business or a job, look at multiple streams of income. Find ways to work smarter and not really harder. If you have a job already, maybe you can do something working from home, whether it's Etsy or selling on eBay. So many people are creative. They create stuff. They they, they knit. They make certain things. You know, now it's time to pull out (laughs) – Pull out that, those different skills and talents. Pull out those dolls that you made from years ago or those clothes you made for those dolls because that thing that can be very valuable. You know, spend money with people who spend money with you. You know, you have some corporations that won't be affected too much because they're million-dollar businesses. Spend money with people who spend money with you. Follow your dollar. You know, if you want certain types of things, see if you can support people in your own neighborhood and area and vice versa. And start a business. No matter how small or how large, if you're not in a financial position to start a business, get a partner and, and be able to start it. There's so many different ways, but the most important thing is to take action and to do something and to focus on being proactive versus being reactive, and that is what I want to share.
0: And I agree, and that's actually great advice to give to everyone. So for our audience listening at home, um, we hope that you learn something from this Um, podcast today and we would love for you to return to our next show and until next time we'll talk to you then
1: absolutely awesome